Greetings and welcome to the broadcast. I am Maggie Cavanaugh and I'm here today with my sister in Christ, Sarah Gray. Sarah, so glad to have you back on the show. Awesome to be here. Always a good time with my sister, Maggie Cavanaugh. <laughs> we kid around all the time and we call each other uh, sisters from another mister because we have similar backgrounds and trials and tribulations and things that uh, caused our life to be a little off balance early. But boy, did God ever redeem that and use that so that we can now turn around and show his love to those that are listening. And today we're going to talk about transition. So I want you to share this with your friends, family, co-workers, anyone that needs a word of encouragement, uh, share it to your stories, let people know, because this story and the things that we're going to be talking about today is going to pertain somewhat to our sister, Sarah, and her transition that she went through in the last couple of years. But also you'll be able to relate because we are all transitioning. We are all being changed. We are all being molded and shaped into what God would have us to be. And many times it's different seasons for different reasons. And so, Sarah, uh, so many people know you. When I was putting the um, uh, meme together for this, I mean, I was putting, first I put TV host. I'm like, wait, no, she produces. I put speaker. And then I had author in there for a minute. And I didn't have enough room. You do a lot of different things. So take a moment and share with the audience what you do for those that do not know you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again for having me. Always a blessing and a privilege to be on your platform. So I do a lot of different things, but they all kind of fall under the umbrella of content creation and communication. And the topic I communicate about is God and his goodness, his grace, whether it's producing a television show, hosting a television show. I currently have four original programs on cable and shout out to Dr. Danica Myers, who has directed these programs along with me. One of them was her own very I, her very own idea. And I write books, self-published books. I travel and speak at churches, conferences. I've spoken in the juvenile detention center, homeless shelter, anywhere and everywhere I can go to share Christ, my story of redemption and my story of transformation. Those are the things I do. I don't want to forget to mention, I'm also a creative that does graphic and web design as well. And that's part of Paul made tents. I make flyers and websites. So it's a blessing for God to use my hands, use my words to encourage and uplift other people. I absolutely love all the different things you do. And and so many times I, I think about it and I'm like, she is always readily available in and out of season. Because if God wants you to speak, you go speak. If he wants you to write, you're right. And that is an act of obedience. And that is not always easy to do because you have to be flexible with the spirit. Yeah, absolutely. So I love the fact that um, I and I've been honored. Uh, it's been a privilege for me to be on Damascus Roads and to be on relationship goals. And uh, I'm thinking here. Daytime drama. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Daytime drama. I've been on daytime drama and uh, the new the new and latest show, which is uh, Grace for Today with Sarah Grace. I love the title of that. We all need grace, love, kindness, mercy, forgiveness, all of those things. But your name uh, being Sarah Grace and having grace for today. So many times we get out in front of God and we're always so busy with all the life struggles and we have to stay in the moment. We have to stay in the day. So tell us what inspired you to launch this new show. It had a new show. It's not new, but newer. Newer. Yeah, it's it's new. We haven't even gotten to the studio yet. So we've been doing virtual. And, you know, Maggie, I think you're the only person that's been on every single one of our programs. So we must really love you. <laughs> and that's obvious. But, you know, Grace for Today 
in my mind happened accidentally. Of course, I know it was something that God conceived in his heart and put it in my heart. And then it just sort of flowed out of me. But I was in a process of kind of taking a break from our last several shows that we had created and started with and really seeking God for what's next. Because sometimes when you're going out, you're cre- going through your creative process, you'll feel kind of a, a block. I don't know if you can relate to that where you're yep. like, Something is different. And the Lord was telling me to pause on these other projects. And so while I was just going through my everyday life, working on my other projects, by the way, I'm also a mother. I have seven children, five still living at home and a homeschooler and um, just living life. I started going live and just kind of came out. This is Grace for Today. So I started doing little live segments, Grace for Today. And while I was doing that, you know, Grace for getting through a tough moment, Grace for single parenting, Grace for forgiveness. So while I was doing that, I had a vision of that being my next program. And as soon as I began to connect with that vision, pray for that vision, provision was the ultimate uh, confirmation that this is what God was calling me to do. And in the middle of that, what was interesting is in the middle of that kind of transitional a creative pause I took. God also started doing a make under on me. So I physically was going through, I'm calling it a make under because those of you that have known me for some years know I've I've, I've really jazzed it up. <laughs> and God just started working on me because what he was doing then, then being those last projects, that was his, his time in that season for those things. And sometimes we struggle with the then and the now. And so I kind of you know, was fighting a little bit with letting go of the way God was using me before, because now he was leading me into a new place where he wanted to present a new and I'll say upgraded uh, version of Sarah Grace, because it was where I downgraded my personal preferences, my ideas, my thoughts of how it should be done and really yielded to God. And so he began to move differently. So the branding, the visual, the the presentation is very different from anything I ever done. But I I believe it's one of the best things I've done so far. Wow, I have had the opportunity to watch the transition, and and for people that don't know you before, I mean, you have you are. I let me just say this, Sarah, you are a classy lady. Uh, your style, your swag, your your appearance, which is important to God, because we can reach different people in different seasons of life. And you know, I know you have an urban background, and so you've had a, a season where the Lord had you very, you know. Uh, hoodies, ponytails, the, you know, the whole comfort level. And you were able to reach certain people based on that. And now he's, he's, he's stepped you into another dimension of your swag or whatever we call it these days. Some call it, um, you know, just your overall appearance and your stature. But what he has transitioned you to is going to uh, reach a different people group. Do you think? Absolutely. And God actually spoke to me about it because because of my background, as you mentioned, I was very comfortable with a certain persona, certain wardrobe. And what I realized through prayer and the revelation of him speaking to me was that I did that on purpose to some degree to try to advertise who I was and where I came from before you got too close to me. Because I didn't want you to get too close to me and then find out I was still a little rough around the edges and be surprised. (laughs) Because I saw that as a negative thing. I felt like, well, if people see me and I look all churchy or I look all this or that, then when they get close and they realize, oh, who is this girl? You know, she's not who I thought she was. But God spoke to me and said, that's exactly what I want. I want people to be so shocked by your background that when they see the you that I've created and God began to speak to me about authenticity. And I I don't want to get preachy, but let me drop this real quick. Come on, bring it, bring it. 
Yeah, he, he began to show me that I had been <laughs> holding on to this. Well, this is who I am. This is where I'm from. And this is how I'm going to dress. And it took me a long time to get that freedom from religion to even do that. And I thought I was authentic. I can even remember one of my last preaching engagements before the world kind of shut down. I was talking about, you know, being real and you got to be yourself. And I was really, you know, getting into it. And God began to speak to me and say, Sarah, I'm going to teach you what real authenticity is. And I said, OK, because, you know, I thought I was an expert. And he began to show me that authenticity is not you being the version of you that you think you are. It's you and seeking me to create the version of you I had in mind before you were born. And it just hit Mm -hmm. me like a ton of bricks that I am not the author of my own authenticity. God is. So it changed my whole view. And he started speaking to me. And it's not, I don't want anyone to think that if you dress, you know, people would say I dress maybe flamboyant or whatever you want to call it. If you dress like that, God may be using you like that. So this message may not apply to everyone. But for me, he was saying, based on where I'm taking you, if you're so in love with the neighborhood that you refuse to go through the process I have for you, you're going to miss the nations. I want you to love the nations, not the neighborhood and not the nations. So he explained Mm -hmm. to me, you know, the language, you, you know where you come from. You can minister to that crowd. But now I want you to be able to sit down at the executive boardroom and be able to speak to people of all ages, backgrounds, and different nations. And when I said yes to God, and I started taking, you know, shifting, third of my closet remains from that season of my life, gave, gave away clothes, the door started opening up, opening up. People started calling me doctor. And I'm thinking, I never said I was a doctor. <laughs> and I'm not even really that, to me, that different looking. But because I obeyed God, there was a grace on my obedience for elevation. Mm. So I know that's a deep topic, but just to kind of put a little, you know, side note out there, submit to God because only he can create you into the most authentic, anointed and grace filled version of yourself. You can't figure that out on your own. Oh, is that, that is so incredibly true. So incredibly true. You know, some of my, um, you know, we have similar backgrounds. We had very rough um, early years that led us to destructive paths that God redeemed us from. And so I get that because I want to be able to reach those people that are in that place where I was, but we can do that with whenever we are truly walking in his authenticity for us. And I love what you said. And I want you to say it again because I am, and y'all, I want you to pause this and (laughs) rewind and listen to this over and over again about the authenticity that we want to portray versus God. Say it again, Sarah, however you want to say it. God is the only real author of our authenticity and how we, and and I can even throw this out there. There's nurture and nature when it comes to growth. You know, just have a certain nature from the time you're born. doesn't matter where you live, what zip code you're in. You know, it's just there. And then there's nurture. And that's the environment that you come up in. And most Americans and people around the world, they are a product of both. And then the nurture piece is huge because if you're nurtured in an environment or you grow in an environment, this is how you talk. This is what you eat. It's your culture. We will call it our culture that we become products. Culture can be a beautiful thing. Culture can be a great expression of even God's creativity. However, culture can also limit us if we allow ourselves, and this is a whole nother topic. I might be going too far. No, this is good. Go. Ourselves to a, a, a cultural confinement where we feel that this is our people. But when you come into the revelation of the kingdom of God, you find out that all people are our people. And God wants us to be uh, 
cross-cultural and they have a term that we use sometimes code switching and we have to learn sometimes how to code switch or in other words if you go if i go to baltimore and i'm sitting down with some of my friends i might talk completely different than i do when i'm sitting on abc getting an interview about my book and that's not because i'm a sellout or i'm fraudulent it's because i know how to speak to people if i was going to try to take it to the word for a brief moment paul said i become all things to all men that i might win some so it's a good thing to be cross-culture it's a good thing to code switch if your motive is causing the kingdom of god to grow and not for you to be accepted or you know be an opportunist opportunist in a negative light if it's for the kingdom of god i'll speak whatever language i have to speak to win whoever i have to win and god wants us to be like that as people in his kingdom our authenticity is that we rise above cultural confines celebrate yes. Celebrate your ethnicity. I've got like seven different ethnicities that make me up. Celebrate those creative parts of God, but don't be limited by them. Amen. Amen. I love that. And I'm so glad. So you guys heard it right here on the keys to your best life, because this is what we need. So many times we put God in a box and we climb into that box and we're like, okay, this is the way I minister. This is the way I write, the way I speak and all of that. And God is wanting to take the limits off so that we can be true, but also that we can spread and expand our territory and pull those uh, tip pegs out and, yeah. and put them out there where we can reach more people. We're living in a day and age right now where uh, so many people are not discipling. So many people are not preaching uh, the gospel, the true, authentic gospel of Christ. You know, who was crucified for our sins. We've got an epidemic of progressive Christianity. And for those of you that do not know what that means, just go Google it and you can see that it is not authentic Christianity. It is it is actually literally uh, trying to destroy uh Christianity from the inside out using a lot of uh, different shiny things to change what Jesus said. And God is the same today, yesterday and forever. He doesn't change. And if he says something was wrong before, he has not changed his mind and said, oh, wait, it's 2022. So let me change up the gospel. No, it is the same. And so what Sarah is saying to you is so vitally important. And I hope that you go back and you listen to this on the replay because there's some nuggets that's been dropped in this interview that you don't realize until you listen to it again. Because her and I have had a previous conversation about this. And I just stood back and I was like, whoa, God, look at you. Look at you shining through her. Aww. And I just have to say to you, Sarah, you have a radiance about you that's taken place. Now, I know being a, a single mom is a seven and, and homeschooling five, right? You're homeschooling five. Is that right? Yes, five is still live at home, but I'm more of the principal than the tutor at this point. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen. I know that can, that right there can be a whole lot. And so, when you transitioned, have you always homeschooled, or is that something you transitioned into? I pretty much always did from the time my oldest, who is now almost 23 years old, was about four. And then after I got divorced and I was with the my my ex-husband, the father of my children, up until I think my youngest were three, two, and one, I tried a little bit of public school. And the detox that was necessary after that and some of the things that God revealed to me, he actually spoke to me when I started to let them go that route. He spoke to me and he told me some things that were going to happen in our world. And he advised me to pull them back out of school, that that's what's best for their destiny. And so yes. we have continued down that road minus all of about six months to a year. That's all they've ever known is homeschool. 
I absolutely love that, y'all. So, because I and the reason I asked you that while we're talking about transition, it may seem off topic, but there are a lot of parents that are transitioning right now into becoming educators of their children. And, you know, they're transitioning jobs the way that we work with COVID. So many people are working different. They're they're dressing different. Um, you know, sweats are the new swag. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> people are so used to it and I kind of chuckle because like you and I've been doing zoom before it was popular you know before it was the end thing <laughs> so if there are people out there that are going through transition what is your words of encouragement whether it's transition with a job a relationship um you know uh, homeschooling their kids or transition in their ministries or their you know work life what does that look like what are some of the things sarah that you glean from that transition and how can um those nuggets help others awesome you know i visited a church here in the birmingham area yesterday and the pastor was talking about joseph's life and all the different phases of preparation that he went through to become who god called him to become and a lot of times we idolize comfort and we hold on to now joseph didn't really have a say in a lot of his transitions but god will call us into different phases and different seasons where we may feel like I'm unstable or I've lost my mind or I keep shifting here and there. And there may be truth that in some cases people are <laughs> running or they're not trying to grab a hold of God's will. But in God's will, there's going to be transitions. And when we go to school, we go to elementary, middle and high in the public school system. Then we go to college. Then you can go, you know, to all these different levels of college. And so we love that. But when it comes to life, we want to hold on to what is comfortable for us. And I often say comfort is the enemy of destiny. Now, don't go create your own transitions. But when God calls you into a place of shifting. Remember, there's growth. Look at the phones. You know, like I, I don't even know what this is. I think this is a um, iPhone 11 or something like that. But there's a 12 already. And after a while, I'm going to need the 12. And I have a laptop that I really could use to an upgrade for. And we celebrate upgrades and transitions when we see the benefit. But that happens in your own life. So don't allow comfort to become an idol. Let God lead you. Pray, get confirmation, get godly counsel. But do not stay stuck in what was comfortable. Because I'm telling you, there are some transitions that if I had not made them geographically, I probably would would never have gotten to be on television and do the things I'm doing as far as my own producing. If I had not made, you know, when God moved us out to one city during this season or one city during this season, other people judged. I was called unstable. I was called all these different things. But when I look back at the favor of God and the developmental process of God, the Sarah Grace that is radiating, the Sarah Grace that is being used by God to, to minister to these areas of life, I wouldn't be equipped or prepared for it. So don't resent transition. Flow with God. Don't flow with people's opinions. Don't even flow with your own emotional, erratic behavior. Make sure that's checked at the altar of God in prayer. But when God says move, shift, go to a different ministry, try a different job, open a bit, you better do what, can I just go back a little bit to my street? Yes, talk? come on. What God told you to do because he knows better than you. So trust him. Oh, yeah. And that's right. There, right there is the key of trusting, trusting what God has told you to do, because many times God will have people who drop things in their spirit. I've been carrying something around since 2012 that has not come to fruition. And I'm like, OK, God, your timing whenever you're ready. But in the beginning, I was frantic and I thought, you know, I'm going to try to make this happen and I'm going to go out and go in debt, start a recovery school, do all of this and help all of these teens and and um 
I look back now and think, oh, what a disaster that would have been. God knows the perfect timing for that. And whether I ever do that or he uses my business plan to hand off to the person that has the provision, has the vision and in the in the flexibility and freedom to do that. But in the meantime, in the waiting for that transition to take place, he has allowed me to do the coolest things and meet the coolest people. And so I would have never, ever, ever thought in a million years that I would be broadcasting on, you know, on the internet and, or um, having a show on Creative Motion Network or any of those things. But I was flexible. And I think that when we become inflexible, we become hard. You think about something that you can't bend something that cannot be broken. And I'm not saying God is trying to break you. I'm saying God is trying to allow you to be moldable, yeah. shapeable, and uh, flexible to do what he has you to do. And so I have got to watch your transition. And it's been beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so during that time where you were trusting God and he was transitioning you, I know that something you said a few moments ago, and I just want to piggyback on it. I know detaching from the emotional stuff that can hold us up. How big of a factor is that, Sarah, in stopping people from to go forward when you get caught up in your soulish realm? I know you and I on your show, we talked about the mind, the will, the emotions, how that can trip us up. Was that the biggest struggle for you or what was the biggest struggle as God was downloading these new nuggets of truth in you? Absolutely. Emotions. I mean, first of all, you know, the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. My earthen vessel is a woman. <laughs> women are known to be emotional. And, you know, even with some of the, the sensitivities that God has blessed me with, there comes an emotional sensitivity so that I can be flexible to God. But I have to really fight to bring it to God constantly. God, what what are you saying? And I would say emotional, you know, fear, but also confusion sometimes. And confusion exists when you have too many different opinions or ideas fighting for first place. And so I had to be careful to eliminate false ideas that were coming from me, other people. So God might've spoke, do this. And I'm like, yes. And someone else says, are you sure? Or maybe I go, wait, can I do that? And so having to fight the confusion that comes from people introducing other ideas or your flesh. When God told me to, when God told me to start my TV ministry again, I started TV ministry years and years and years ago. I think 2005 might've been like my first show, but I would start, stop, start, stop. So here I am 2008 and the Lord is speaking to me. It's time for you to launch your TV show. I had no car. I was barely scraping by, you know, to pay my bills. God had, has not allowed me as a single mother to take certain benefit programs. And I had to figure out every day how I was going to provide for these children by his grace. And right in the middle of probably one of the most challenging seasons of my life. Now it's time for you to launch a TV show. God, is this really you? Is there, could this, I don't even have any money. But God provided every resource when I said, I'll do it, even though I don't understand it. And I don't even agree with it. I don't like that you're calling me to do this right now because I want to be married again first. I want to own a home first. I'd like to have a car. Who's going to even drive me to the studio? But God provided every single thing. So I could have let my emotions talk me out of it. And what's even more incredible is 2018 to 2020, we recorded so many programs. You know, we haven't even published all of them yet. 
he knew the world was about to shut down. He knew that if I didn't jump in and do it now, I would be delayed for several more years. So I thank God, I just get chills thinking about it. I thank God that even though my emotions proposed a fight with God, God won as per usual. And I did what he told me to do. And my arguing wasn't even, you know, that I didn't trust God. I didn't trust that I was hearing from God because it didn't seem to make sense. But I'll pass the mic back after this and say, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. He will direct your path. So that means when he's directing your path, your heart and your mind may be in conflict. But if you just keep praying and fight it out like Jacob and, and that angel of the Lord, fight it out and pray until God makes it clear to you. If you obey him against your own will, your own emotions, God will always show up for you. Ooh. Yes, that's so true. I love it. The scriptures tell us that obedience is better than a sacrifice. And when we sacrifice our will and say, not my will, but your will, then things shift, things change, and we change as a result of that. So, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. So uh, real quick, like tell everybody how they can reach out to you, follow you and all of those things. Awesome. Thanks again for having me. I have recently brought everything under one umbrella. So it's very easy. You can go to Sarah Grace, S-A-R-A-H-G-R-A-C-E dot TV. And the same thing at sarahgrace.tv on the various social media platforms. I'd love to hear from you. You can also watch our television shows online, find out where I'll be speaking next, find out how to invite me and the list goes on. Yes, yes, I definitely, I want you to check out her website. And for those of you, she said it verbally and I'm gonna put it there on the screen. You pull out your phone, take a picture, and that way you'll have it and you'll know just where to go. Again, if you're on uh, listening to this audio only on the podcast, it is sarahgrace.tv. And you can find out more about her, the things she does. Her and I could go on for days. I mean, days, just ping-ponging back and forth and talking about all of these great things. But Sarah, if you could leave the audience with a key, what would that key be? I would say trust God, even when you don't understand. My life is a manifestation of trusting God, not believing I was worthy, not believing I was credentialed enough, not believing I was, you know, prepared enough. But when I trust his voice, he will make you fruitful. He will make your life make a difference. We don't have time to negotiate with our flesh and our emotions. Trust God with everything in you. And that will unlock the greatness that is on the inside of you that was planned by God from the beginning of time. Woo, you all listen, if we could just get a hold of that, you know, I, I just want to share this little snippet. I know we're out of time, but I want to share this little snippet. I, I am very proactive about when God speaks to me and, and I try to take note of all of those things and, you know, different prophetic words that have been spoken over my life. And just, I, I try to date and document things that are said. And a couple years ago, I think it was uh, actually it was 2019 in December, because I generally get out all my words out, my notes out, and I pray over it. And I'm like, God, what are you telling me to to do that I haven't done? What are you telling me not to do that I'm still doing? And so I went through with my intercessor and, and dear friend, Michelle Lindsay, and we are sitting there and I have to laugh. We laughed so hard because all throughout those, these words and all of this stuff, and there were statements like, when you trust me, mm. as you trust me, until you trust me, I'm going, oh my goodness, I am not trusting oh my God. God. And we get like that. We're like, oh, you know, we get the whole religious response. Like, I'm just going to trust God and all is well. You know, and listen, trusting God 
goes beyond what we think with our intellect. We really have to discern in these times that we're living in, what is the father saying? And I encourage you, the way that you know how he's speaking the best is to stay in his word. So I want to encourage you guys, go check out Sarah Grace. Uh, Go and watch all of her shows and, and, you know, invite her to speak at your church. I mean, she is an amazing speaker. And uh, absolutely very spirit led. But most of all, trust God, y'all. And I mean, we mean that because you're looking at two women that have done it our way and we've done it God's way and his way always works better. So God bless you, Sarah. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Always a blessing and a privilege, as I said before. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time on Keys to Your Best Life. 